live from the city market, it is Two Douchebags and Microphone Podcast. As pleasant as 50 grit sandpaper to your inner thighs. Swimming in toxic masculinity and wiping their ass with politically correct wash rags. Two douchebags and a microphone invade your ear holes in three, two, one. For the makers, guess who bit my asshole more game and guess whose genitals are on my face? It's two douchebags and a microphone action figure. That's right. Each action figure comes with a scratch and sniff pelvic area, a free bag of Cheetos, and three free mullets. That's right. Three free mullets. You can put these on each douchebag and have fun. New from Jizzbro. Act now and get a free at-home taint, taint piercing. piercing. That's right. Free at-home taint, taint piercing. piercing. Hey, two douchebags and a microphone. I'm Mark. And I'm Rob. Um, previous to this, uh, getting on air here, we're, um, we're talking about Zach Wild. I'm a huge Zach Wild fan, and I did not know that Rob was. And anyhow, go ahead. Well, Tell I, me I what did, you were saying. Well, I, I like his music with other bands. Yes. I just yes. recently discovered his solo stuff and his solo stuff is mind-blowing i'll it tell you really what is. the guy is so talented it's unreal i uh i seen him with generation x which was like seven guitarists or six and listen to this lineup rob they came down they came by the uptown theater in kansas city okay yeah and it was this yeah. a newer guy called taboshi and he is African-American, and he plays the guitar so different because he plays rhythm lead. It's rhythm and lead blended in together, and he's really fast, really precise, but he's not mechanical fast. He's got a lot of feeling. I really enjoyed him. Uh, I'm going to have to look into him because I, I like rhythm. Yes, and and then after that was none other than Nuno Betancourt, who I almost call Eddie Van Halen the second. Nuno yeah, Betancourt yeah. is insane, the stuff he comes up with. Man, that guy has so much precision and feeling and innovation and everything that he does. And he can sing, too, because that guy was singing. He sang more than words, and he sang a couple of other uh, songs. And uh, then yeah. he sang a Hendrix song with Zach Wilde, because Zach Wilde came up after him. And, wow. uh, yeah, wow. what, what it was, was there was like, uh, I think it's like four guitarists now thinking about it. It was Taboshi, it was Betancourt, it was Zach Wild. Uh, oh, and then it was, let's see, who was it after that? Oh, um, it was Phil Collin from Def Leppard. It was actually five guitarists. And then it was, uh, um, Steve Vai, um, closing out. Uh, no, it was Ingve Malmsteen and then Steve Vai. It was insane. But each one of these, uh, um, wow. whenever, each one of them would do two songs, and they would do two songs with the next guy. So Taboshi did two songs, then he did two songs with Betancourt, and then Betancourt did two solo songs, then he did two songs with Zach Wilde. Zach Wilde did and two. Yeah. yeah. And anyhow, the stuff that Betancourt and Wilde did, um, it was basically uh, kind of like um, um, saying a little thank you or a tribute to Jimi Hendrix. Um, Zach Wilde played Little Wing and he played it with so much feeling and conviction it really kind of it made you realize that what a true artist he was and is 
And, and I mean, of course, Jimi Hendrix was. He was so innovative. And, and I know a lot of people go, he was sloppy. But it doesn't matter. Jimmy Page was sloppy. A lot of them were a little sloppy. But it's feeling. It's what they're trying to tell you. It's what they're trying to get. How you feel when you hear this song. And I'll tell you what, Zach Wilde nailed everything that he did. And I already loved the guy as it was. I loved him with Ozzy because previous to that, all I seen him was, uh, I only saw him with Ozzy, right? And he and he plays phenomenal with Ozzy, right? You know, he could do any of them, the Jakey e. Lee, the Randy Rhodes, whatever, it doesn't matter. And he can do them the same way or he can change them up or whatever. But um, the one that really got me was, is I saw Zach Sabbath in Omaha, Nebraska. You know what Zach Sabbath does? Rob? Rob, you there? Hello, Rob. All right, hang on. Okay, Zach Sabbath does Black Sabbath, and it's Zach Wild with uh, some other bandmates. I don't know who the bandmates are, but Zach Sabbath did all of these, sang just like Oz. He did all these songs, and did like I don't know how many solos. I mean, he did like I don't know. 10 solo, long, long solos. And the, the set was over two hours. And he yeah. went around, and he literally, there was 300 people there roughly at the waiting room in Omaha, Nebraska. He went by and pretty much touched every person there. He jumped up on the bar. He even ran outside and played up and down the sidewalk. He is such a showman. He played behind his head. He played with his teeth. He played spinning his guitar around. It was insane. And he was precise. Zach Wilde. Zach Wilde. I'll tell you what, if anyone ever tells me he is not one of the best guitarists ever, I will probably, um, I, you know what, I probably won't say anything because that person will never have a clue. So, anyway, yeah. I, I'll just, well, be, I'll just be like, okay. Even. I mean, if his you listen to his solo stuff, it, mm -hmm. it's got a lot of blues. It's mm -hmm. got... It's got a lot of everything, and it's just good music. Yes, and, and, he, and he, listen to Lost Prayer. I, I, that, that, I think that's my after, new favorite song. After we hang up, when I start packing for Eureka Springs tomorrow morning, I'm, I'm going to pack tonight, of course, then wake up with Thor, shit yeah, in the car, and yeah. get the fuck out of Dodge. So, um, anyhow, I'm going to listen to, what is it, Little Prayer or Stolen Prayer? Lo Lost Prayer. Lost Prayer. Still in Prayer is one with uh, um, Alice Cooper and uh, um, Chris Cornell. Oh, that was Still in yeah, Prayer, and yeah. that's a that's a great song in itself. But um, yeah. anyhow, all right, I will definitely I will uh, I will look that up. Thank you, Rob. Uh, oh, the, it's, uh, uh, it, it's my new favorite song. I do believe. Have you ever seen Zach in concert? No, I have not. Well, it probably won't be with Ozzy, but he does plenty of other stuff. If you ever get a chance, see him. Oh, trust me, Matt, I will now. And <laughs> and if I, if I find a venue we can both get to reasonably well, and they're yeah, decent priced, I'll buy us both tickets and we'll just meet there. That'd, that'd be great. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Sounds good to me. All right. So, um... Anyhow, you got anything on the plate you want to talk about, or are you just uh, kind of, um, kind of? Well, yeah, that our discussion before the show just 
kind of threw us off. So. <laughs> oh, it, it was a fantastic discussion. I, I'll tell you. Oh, it, it is, man. I, I'll tell you, I'm telling you, listen to that music. It's good music. I definitely will. I'll tell you what, any good music that you can introduce me to I, is fantastic because good music, in my opinion, is hard to come yeah, by anymore. The music that I is, like. It is. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't bash other music forms or nothing. The pop people, they're fine. I get it. You know, that's what they like. The Swifter, Swifties, I guess. Taylor Swift is in town tonight, tomorrow night at Arrowhead. Or Gahfielder. Yeah. Or Gahfielder, whatever the fuck it is. Um, yeah. And, uh, and, they let her have, and they let her have Arrowhead. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Yep. She don't deserve Arrowhead. Sorry. I opinion. <laughs> sold, sold out both of them. I got you. <coughs> but I don't dog them. You like you like Taylor Swift. That's okay. I don't care. I like what yeah, I like. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, just because I don't get it doesn't mean I you know that it's not art. So anyhow. <coughs> um, no, but whenever uh, whenever I get good music thrown at me, that is a treasure. And thank you. Um, anyhow. Okay, but yeah, I do have something to open up with. <laughs> okay, go ahead. It's another one my sister-in-law sent me. Okay. And it's going to be some reading. Okay. Uh, May 5th is recognized as the National Day of Awareness for Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women and Girls. M-M-I-W-G. Okay, Which indigenous. Does this mean like a Native American? It's Cinco de Mayo. Okay. That's what people think of. May so 5th. This come about in 2016. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, okay. In partnership with the Departments of Justice and Interior is part of a joint task force focused on raising awareness of MMIWG and reducing violent crime against American Indians and Alaskan Natives. Okay. It's, estimate, it's estimated that four out of five Native women experience some form of violence in their lifetime. Native women also face murder rates more than ten times the national average. Really? Despite that, Despite efforts to raise awareness of the 5,712 cases, and that's when this was wrote, in the United States, only 116 were included in the Department of Justice database. Okay, so basically what it is, is a lot of this is reservation stuff? Yes, yes, it is. Okay. It is. But wow. Well, I don't, okay, I don't know how that works either, Rob, okay, because... Yeah, we, I don't either, but... Because reservations are completely different laws. Um, maybe we could look that up and get back to it a little bit later, because that's well, very interesting. I find that very interesting, and I'd well, love to know... The reason why I brought up is awareness. No, that's great, and I, and, and I thank you, Rob. I think that's a very good subject and, to uh, bring awareness for it. And for support, and you, you can look it up. It's a thing. No, I, I completely stuff. believe you. I encourage anyone to look it up. If there's anything you can do to bring the awareness, 
or anything you yeah. can do to help, I encourage you to because that's what we do. And that's what we should do here in the world is help each big, other. Their big thing is we're red on May 5th. We're red on May 5th. We're red. Okay, well, the people that aren't passed out, I guess they'll, they might ask why you're wearing red, red. I don't know. Okay, no, thank you, Rob. That's very good. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, thank you. I, I'm going to do a little bit more with that, too. Because what yeah, I'm going to do is I'm going to look and try to find out some of the laws on the reservations because that may be one of the reasons why it's uh, so widely... Um, snubbed or not looked at or not prosecuted correctly is right. there is there some laws that where they um, whoever they are that might have done it can say hey you know what government no you know you don't have any say so in here so get the hell out there may be something like that I don't know I'll have to look in yeah see I'm working over 50 hours a week right now Mark so no 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 I'm glad you came up with that and I think that's excellent so thank you and thank you, to your, uh, thank you to your sister-in-law for finding that. That's great. I will. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you said that. Okay, cool. Uh, well, hopefully she listens to it and says, hey, he said thanks. So. Yeah, my, my brother's been listening. So. Oh, okay, cool. Well, thank yeah. you, Rob's brother. What's his name? Tom. Hey, Tom Radford, thank you. Cooper. Oh, Cooper. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. What the hell is I going to say? And also, Rob Rand's inbox. Don't forget. He likes ass up and the face turn around with a big smile. He likes smiles and assholes. So come on, come on, guys. He's already got one. I'm off the hook. We need some more. Hey, hey, I actually got another one. Come on, guys. Step up. <laughs> <laughs> that still blows my mind that someone will actually do that. <laughs> Thank you. God bless. I listen to some of the older podcasts to uh, find out your last name. Oh, he's uh, going to send it to me? Oh, shit. Oh, well, no, no. You said. Well, he found me through you, so. Um, yeah, he should be able to know my name. It's all over the podcast. Uh, but anyhow, um, well, all right. Yeah. I guess if I get him, I get him. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll. Well, you yeah, get yeah, him. I am. No, I know. I've been asking for you to get him, not me. So. I know. I know. <laughs> um, uh, did you hear about uh, um, Zuckerberg? He uh, launched his own um, Twitter kickoff type of deal. You know, he's kind of going against. Uh, Elon Musk, and they're going to do the big cage match and all that stuff, and they kind of like hate each other. Well, um, Meta, Metaverse, which is uh, Zuckerberg's, he opened, he just yeah. uh, kicked off this Threads app. It debuted a day earlier than expected, offering billions of users with an alternative to Twitter amid growing frustration with the Elon Musk-owned social media service. Threads has been slated to be released at 10 a.m. Eastern Time on July 6, but the company... Um, actually pushed it forward its uh, countdown clock to 7 p.m. Eastern Time on July 5th. Within hours, 10 million people had signed up for the service, according to Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg. By Thursday morning, more than 20 million had signed up, according to NBC News, which cited the number of Threads badges on Instagram users' accounts. 
Threads, which looks similar to Twitter, lets users post messages, reply to other users, and like or repost messages. The service also lets users and Meta-owned Instagram follow the same accounts on Threads, which could help people add followers. Now you see that's pretty that's pretty smart there, because Twitter is on an island all by itself, right? It he the Elon Musk doesn't have any other social platforms, where um, Zuckerberg has um, um, he has Threads and he has Instagram and he has Facebook. So, I mean, but I'm trying to figure out here. I think I may like Zuckerberg a little bit less than Elon Musk, but I don't like either one of them. I think they're both full of shit and and not very good business practices. And I, you know, I could go on no. and on. But, I no. mean, I, I think ideally here, don't be on either one of them. Fuck them both. I only, I only, okay. use, I only use Facebook to only to pimp, really, to show photos. And uh, and to pimp this uh, to pimp this show, and that's about it. Other than that, I don't have that much to do with it because I don't like Zuckerberg. I don't like the way he runs it. I think he's a coward and a crap. I, I I think he's a piece of crap, and I don't like him and I don't like supporting him. Twitter, I'm basically not on it at all. Every now and then, I'll get on there to see what some certain people are doing and to see if they have anything new to say. But I'm barely on Twitter either. Instagram is my most form of use because it's just pictures. It's not a lot of people blathering about shit that you don't really want to hear about or trying to make themselves look tougher or happier or whatever. You know what I mean? So, uh, anyhow, basically... Yeah, you know see, all I have is Facebook. Okay. And I well, just do that for entertainment. Well, um, And catch up with old friends. Uh, yeah, you know what? That is one thing that uh, Facebook is really good at is because you and I reunited. And a lot of other people I used yes, to reunite. I've reunited with a lot of people. Yeah, and that is a good thing, so I can't deny that. So that is good. And anyhow, right. back to this. Um, our vision is to take the best parts of Instagram and create a new experience for text ideas and discussing what's on your mind. Meta founder and CEO Mark Zuckerberg said in an Instagram post after Threads was made available for download. I think the world needs this kind of friendly community and I'm grateful to all of you who are a part of my Threads from day one. Which is not me, so he's not grateful to me. However, there are some differences between Threads and Twitter, including, including that Threads doesn't use hashtags, a popular way on Twitter and Instagram to quickly find topics of interest. There is also no option to directly message other users on Threads, unlike on Twitter and Instagram. So it's a little bit different, but it sounds to me like a lot of people that don't like a lot of what's been going on with uh, Twitter, like the badge thing where you have to pay so much a month and all that to make sure that it's like a real verified account and all that. People didn't take too well, too well to that. So, you know, um, I think this gives people an option. And so I guess if you're so inclined, go ahead and go to Threads. Yeah. So, and uh, anyhow, so... Uh, we'll see how it goes, and we'll see how this uh, cage match goes, too. Yeah, oh, hey, I, I, I read this thing on Facebook the other day. Yeah? When that happens, imagine if Tom from MySpace comes out with a steel chair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he comes in and beats the shit out of both of them and runs off. <laughs> Oh, man. I'll tell you what. They need to do like a loser leaves town. 
like the loser he has to jump out of all social media altogether and give it up what doesn't that sound cool or hey how about this one Rob Rob you there yeah, I oh, Okay. How about this one? The loser has to get a big end ball bite. Hello? Rob. Rob Bradford. Where is my Robbie? Robbie. Robbie. Okay, I'm not hearing you half the time. I don't know what's going on. Okay. I don't know what's going on either. Okay, I, I can hear you now. Okay, so how about the how about the loser? How about the loser of the of the cage match has to have Biggum give him a ball bite? I love it. I love it. There we go. That's it right there. A Biggum ball bite. That's what I said. I love it. Okay, I couldn't hear you. I'm sorry. That's when you got the the Robbie the Robbie serenade. Did you enjoy my serenade? Yes, I loved it. Yeah, it was like angels with harps, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yes, yes, it was. yes of course, of course. All right. Um, well, you know what? Um, Gen Zers are making fun of us. Um, or not Gen Zers. Uh, Gen, yeah, Gen Zers are making fun of us Gen Xers and the Boomers and whoever else. Maybe Millenniums too, right? And anyhow... Yeah. Uh, v Lung, a young Gen Zer on TikTok, sparked a conversation about marriage on the platform after sharing that her parents don't sleep in the same room. Now, I, I mean, I, this has happened to me all the time. Uh, girlfriend, you know, I've been married to Val, you know, I'm married to Val, you know. Um, um, uh, I was married briefly before to a fucking real idiot. And uh, anyhow, I was lucky to get out of that unscathed, pretty much. So, um, yeah. anyhow, you don't always sleep in the same bed. You have different habits, you know. Like, uh, um, I, I usually crash out about midnight, okay. Val doesn't. Sometimes she stays up later. So, she'll stay in the other room and watch TV. She passes out there, no big deal. You know, and also, I mean, I, I toss and turn a lot. So, I know I can't be, like, really easy to sleep with you know so I understand that and you know and I understand someone not wanting to be a part of that so I kind of get it in the TikTok video Lu Luong I think is how you pronounce her last name said that her parents started sleeping in separate rooms when she was about 11 years old and it was really mainly to her father's due to her father snoring which is another issue uh, I mean I don't snore like I used to but you know I still snore enough sometimes whenever I have sinus issues to wake up Val so yeah. however Luong noted that at a certain point her parents acted more like roommates instead of a married couple so the remain the arrangement fit their lifestyle still Luong was embarrassed for a long time because she felt it was a sign that her family was dysfunctional yet as she got older and began to see more couples especially those from different culture or backgrounds do the same she began to feel better about her own family I realize it's kind of normal whether whether in a good or bad way she said I feel like the media is always trying to tell us that family is a perfect unit but that's just not the case and I agree with her 100% don't you think that there's more of what we're talking about of people not sleeping on the same bed um, um, you know all different kinds of dysfunctions but the thing yeah, is, like, is yeah it just means that you're you know that you're real 
it, it means that like you know you don't have to have a June and Ward Cleaver if you will arrangement you know where every night after dinner you know um, a Ward is clean is drying the dishes and June is washing them and uh, and you know and Wally and Beaver are doing their homework in their rooms I, you know um, rarely does things work like that you know we we have been taught somewhat and put like that's the way it's supposed to be but I don't think that was ever the case I think that that was someone's interpretation of how normal in parentheses should be in quotations right yeah but I, but I don't know if there really is a said normal I think it different circumstances you know I know people that have to eat at the table every night and I know people that like just grab their food and some people go to the family room some people go to their room some people like go outside wherever and it's no big deal it's like here's your food okay thanks and then when they're done they bring it back empty plate put it in the dishwasher you know no big deal so um, so I you know I get what this lady's saying here but you know my parents are really in love, been married for over 25 years, but sleep in different rooms because it's more comfy and they have different schedules, commented Kim 1010. Luong and her com- comment, uh, let's see, Luong and her commentators opened this uh, about marriage sounded helpful to many people as TikTokers were able to see that their examples of relationships aren't unnatural or anything to be ashamed of. However, these conversations can have verifying questions. Uh, varying consequences. The Gen Z's open conversations about married online are a double-edged sword. On the positive side, these dialogues allow a broad of exchange of ideas, personal experiences, and advice that was not available to previous generations. Certified, certified psychology consultant, life coach, and founder of Life Akaku Ark Aikatu. You know what? Fuck this guy. Anyhow. Can't say his name. I'm not even saying about him. <laughs> so anyhow, that, that, that's what I have a problem with. Is some of these names. Look, it wasn't even his name. Is fucking stupid business. Is like a bunch of yeah. abbreviations put together. No, I'm not even trying. Fuck you, guy. Uh, uh-uh. I think you're a douchebag for coming up with a name like that, and not a good one. We're good douchebags. He's an idiot douchebag. Yeah, and a, and a psychologist, fucking a, a consultant. Fuck him. What an idiot. Well, he gets with psychologists and goes, okay, today, this is what we're going to do to stop smoking. Yeah, fuck that guy. You're a douchebag for coming up with a name like that, and I'm not talking about it anymore. As a matter of fact, I'm done with this article. Who cares? So. <laughs> uh, I was wondering how. What? Hello? It kicked out again. Robbie. Robbie. I miss your voice on this podcast, yeah. Everybody is hoping you hurry up and click back on. They don't want to hear me sing the Robbie song anymore. Okay, Robbie's second bar. Rob, Rob, Rob. Rob, 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 Naked pictures of men in his inbox. Hold on. <laughs> there you are. I don't know what the hell is going on. <laughs> I think it's Satan. No, I couldn't hear nothing there for a minute. Satan is trying to stop Satan our was, podcast. And then all of a sudden they just jumped in. Satan knows great entertainment and he doesn't want it out there. 
Well, it is. It is. It's Satan. We'll be here. It is. Yep. I, I can I can kind of feel that satanic vibe right now. Yep, it's horrible. He's trying to stop us. All right, okay. Let's see. Let's look up some crazy news stories here. Let's see what the fuck. Let's see what the fuck's going on. Okay. There was a 1984 study of injuries due to falling coconuts. <laughs> okay. I want to hear this. No, this, this gets better. This gets better. Okay. Exaggerated claims spread concerning the number of deaths by falling coconuts. Falling coconuts, according to urban legend, kill a few people a year. This legend gained momentum after the 2002 work of a noted expert on shark attacks was characterized as saying that falling coconuts kill 150 people each year worldwide. Um, remember Keith Richards got the shit knocked out of him with a coconut. Yeah. This statistic has often been contrasted with the number of shark caused deaths per year, which is around five. Wow. So that's actually true. I believe I, 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 I think that's funny. I believe it. Uh, I've been to Florida before when like a um, a storm would come along and coconuts would be like hitting the ground. <laughs> it's like yeah. shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I actually seen a coconut like hit a guy. Actually hit a guy down in the Caribbean one time. And uh, it, yeah. But it, it wasn't just like just off the wall. A guy was shaking it trying to get the coconuts off because uh, he had this machete. He would slice the top and then give you this bamboo straw and like sell it to you for five bucks, right? Well, the guy was on the other side of the tree, and the guy was shaking the tree, and a fucking coconut hit him in the head, and he's like, fuck! And then the other guy ran off. He didn't... I don't think the other guy even knew that he was shaking the tree. I think the guy that got hit with a coconut was, like, sleeping, and he just, like, woke up and was like, damn, coconut hit me in the head, you know? But it was kind of funny. Okay, well, I just read down to the bottom of this. Uh Uh-huh. It says, historical reports of actual death by coconut... Nonetheless, they back to 1770. Wow. Yeah. That's death by coconut. Wow. No, I know it, I know it's killed some people. You got to think. I mean, anything that's heavy like that that can hit you in the head always stands a risk of killing you. And then it's just fate, I guess. Yeah. Right, the way it's supposed to be. You're supposed to fucking uh, exit out of this place with a coconut to the head. Fucking coconut yeah, to the melon is supposed to fucking end your uh, end your journey, right? Hey, whatever happens, happens. Yeah, well, that's right. You take a coconut to the fucking noggin, and that's it. You fucking checked out. Yeah, think about that funeral. <laughs> oh my god, why 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 did why did Jimmy die? Come here. Rumor has it a coconut hit him in it. What? Yeah, coconut. He was down there. I don't know, like sunbathing or something and a coconut smacked him in the head oh my gosh that's horrible that's what would be going around that whole funeral and then people kind of giggling going, <laughs> coconut killed him oh, oh. wasn't his day was it oh, ha, ha. you go over there and look at Jimmy huh? he looks okay he doesn't look like a coconut killed him 
All right. Um, you hear about the people that got uh, stuck on a roller coaster for hours upside down? No. Not recently. Um, a summer amusement turned into a serious nightmare on Sunday after a roller coaster malfunctioned in midair, trapping eight passengers upside down for several hours. The oscillating fireball was just sliding down from its vertical loop at the Forest County Festival in Crandon, Wisconsin, when it stopped unexpectedly because of mechanical failure, according to a joint press release from the local fire department and rescue squad. Emergency personnel were dispatched to the scene within 15 minutes, but needed to request special equipment, including three ladder trucks from nearby towns to complete the rescue. One truck was the with the capability of rising over 100 feet took approximately 45 minutes to arrive on the scene. An off-duty firefighter with specialized rope rescue training happened to be at the festival at the time of the incident and advised the local crews on possible options. Due to the the release mechanism of safety equipment on individual cars, all individuals in a car need to be properly secured prior to release of safety equipment, the fire department said. The complexity of the operation meant that the first of the passengers was not safely back on solid ground until 3.20 p.m., roughly two hours after Wright had first gotten stuck. It took another hour and 40 minutes for all remaining passengers to be rescued. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Ugh. Now, that's rough. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, all right, Rob, I have got to get the hell busy packing and everything so I understand I, my alarm's going off at 4 oh shit so, alright well, yeah, I'm working 6 to noon tomorrow so. alright so we are gonna stay on the line Rob uh, anyhow we are going to say goodbye to you podcast hey, keep it rolling. I got a final thought oh okay let's have Rob's final thought alright this is words my mama gave me for many years okay if you can't be kind, at least be vague. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. If you're vague, nobody gives a shit. They just walk off and go, right. okay, that's if right. If you can't be kind, at least be vague. All right. That sounds great. Yeah, I love that. From Mama, from Mama Radford's, or what, is that her last name? All right, close enough. Okay, all right. From Mama, from Rob's mom. Great advice. Alrighty, fuckers. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you guys soon. Ciao. Bye. From the makers of Who Bit My Asshole Board Game and Balloon Art with Boss Sacks Video Series, it's two douchebags in a microphone action figures. Act now and get a free bag of flaming hot Cheetos, a bottle of antibiotics, and three free mullets. That's right. Dress your douchebag up and send him off to horrible scenarios all day long. Order soon, soon and get a free at-home tape piercing kit. kit. That's, That's right, free home tape piercing kit, new from Chisbro. Oh Lord, that man just sawed a puppy in half. Hey there, don't worry, I have a clown nose. Oh no, that drunk guy just hit my child. It is okay. I have a clown nose. Clown nose. Just put one on and you can do anything. Want to run for office? Murder people in public? Just grab a clown nose and bam, everyone laughs.
Clown noses are sold at gag stores online and pedophile conventions. Grab one today and make magic happen. Two ass bags and a box of Cheez-Its will be right back. I had a request yeah. from uh, my friend Lona that listens to this podcast and will probably listen to this. But uh, anyhow, some of the, some, she's going way back with this uh, elaborate prank. And I'd forgotten all about it, actually. And mm. there's like, there's more on this level specifically that I can tell you about. But this is in general, this elaborate prank. And anyhow, it's a really, really good, vicious line of events. Uh, yeah, anyhow, kind of going to go into some humor now. We, you know, we've done some uh, serious stuff. But anyhow, my great buddy Davey, I think a lot of people know him. And, I know Davey. Oh, yeah. See? So there we go. <laughs> Jesse two knows Davey. A three out of three. Yeah. Cindy knows Davey. Oh, four out of four. Val knows Davey. Five mm-hmm. out of five. Okay. Well, everybody in the whole world knows him, evidently. So anyhow, well, you know, when we were, when we were teenagers, um, every summer his parents would go to uh, Truman Lake. And they take their camper there, and they'd be gone for pretty much from uh, Memorial Weekend to Labor Day weekend. So oh, you know, wow, a good yeah. two and a half month stretch, something like that. Yeah. You know? But sometimes it would stretch into three, depending on how they felt, you know. And uh, and so anyhow, this meant one thing: party house. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so anyhow, you know, uh, uh, you know, Davey and I had some evil tricks that we like to play on the people, you know. Uh, the people that all partied at the house for a while, they were all in on the gag because they probably had it happen to them before. Yeah. So, you know, so uh, anyhow, you know, they, they were a victim at one point and then after they got through with the uh, the hurt and the embarrassment and the bruises, they are like, okay, alright, well, it's time for someone else. So, you know, new guys that would come to the house didn't yeah. know about this, but the people <laughs> that were there for a while, they knew, they knew they were safe. So uh, anyhow, one of the things that we would do is, you know, we'd all be getting trashed, but anyone that wasn't at Davey's house before would not know this. There was a a refrigerator in the back room that contained all the sodas, Mm -hmm. all the Dr. Peppers, all the Cokes, all that, you know, the Sprites, what have you, Mountain Dews, Dr. Peppers were all in the back fridge. And the front fridge was full of useful stuff like food and stuff like that, okay? So, uh, anyhow, you know, we'd all be getting smashed, and uh, anyhow, uh, you know, someone would wake up, and they'd be parched. So, they would look for something that they could drink, and also have caffeine. We didn't believe in coffee back then. We were teenagers, you know? <laughs> yeah, really. Coffee didn't exist. It was all soda pop. Yep. So, what we would do is we would take a can of soda, and uh, we would, you know, open it up and drink it, or, you know, throw it out or whatever. I'd probably drink it, most likely. We weren't that stupid. And we would piss it. Oh. So we would take this can of uh, open Dr. Pepper, let's say, <laughs> and with all the content gone, we would piss in it, and then we'd stick it back in the fridge. Ouch. Well, like I said, the people had been there for a while. They knew about it. Yeah. The new people didn't know. Don't drink from the front fridge. <laughs> drink from the back fridge. Well, the people have been there for a while. I'll be like, uh-uh-uh. I ain't getting this one right here. Uh-uh-uh. Oh, my I'm, God. Uh, I'm going to go get this one uh, in the back room. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, anyhow, you know, uh, it would usually end up like this. You, we'd hear a scream and some cussing and, and some threats and stuff like that. And then we'd come down there and everyone would, like, no one would know who did it. We're like, what? Are you fucking joking me? And then, uh, you know, go over there. If they didn't, like, throw it against the wall or something and smell and go, oh, my God, it is piss. <laughs> 
hey, man, we're going to find out who did this, man. I'm sorry. So, you know, and then you have a ready-make excuse like, well, old man, I was collecting this urine sample for my dog. I got to take him to the vet later. So sorry. I should have marked the it. The only thing I had was a <laughs> Dr. Pepper can, and you happen to be the purse sucker that wasn't in on the conversation. <laughs> you know how tough it was to get that dog to pee into that Dr. Pepper now can? Now it's ruined, and it, and it had to be a day old. My dog's going to die because you drank his piss. So anyhow. So. You drink the dog's piss, and the dog dies. Yeah. That's pretty bad. Yeah. I can't get the sample to the vet in time, and he's deathly ill. Thanks a lot, fuckface. Hey, where'd everybody go? Where are the douchebags? Hmm. Oh my god, someone took a dump in the corner. Oh, jeez. Ugh. Glad they're gone. Let's just hope they don't come back. Oh, man, that smells.